Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Valleti Flores, and we're two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and today we are super hyped to have Lido Pimienta with us. Bienvenida. Yes, we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for coming on, Lido. We are doing a little Cuarentena series where we're talking to artists um, in Cuarentena, and we're so excited to talk to Lido about her time right now and her latest album, which is really beautiful. Right now we're listening to one of the tracks off of Miss Colombia. Uh, this is called Eso Que Tu Haces. Let's listen to it a little bit longer. Eso que tu about this song. Como andas? Como estas? Como te ha tratado la cuarentena? Um, you know, um, I think the only thing that was shitty for me during this time at home was the realization that I could not go on tour mm-hmm. as I had been prepared, preparing for. Um, but other than that, you know, I always say it, I'm like a VIP star member of the stay-at-home society. <laughs> um, I love to be at home. I love to stay inside. I love to just be creative. Um, I'm an introverted extrovert, you know, like I love to talk and, 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 and hacer lo que tú quieras, la fiesta, lo que tú quieras, pero I like to stay in mi casa. Que no me yeah. molesten, que no me llamen, que no, me, no vengan a joder aquí, you know? So, so um, in that respect, it's been really good because all these little projects and things that I had started, I, I, can, I, can, I can do. And I also kind of, okay, I can't be performing live, but I can still create things, you know? So... In anticipation and just in preparation for dropping the album, I, I painted a uh, hundred uh, limited edition vinyl jackets. I, I don't have an example here to show you now, mm. but I, I've been posting it on my Instagram. Yeah, I've seen them. They're go. so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's been really good to at least know that, oh, at least the bitch can paint. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so <laughs> those of you who are listening who might only know Lido Pimienta as a musician, you're also a very dedicated visual artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, artist, I'm... curator, I mean, mother. 
lo puedo hacer uh, todo, I'm por favor. Baker, I mean, I... <laughs> What have you been making during the cuarentena? Well, I've been making, basically every two days I'm making cookies. Um, mm-hmm. to, probably tonight I'm going to make tres leches because my son asked ask me about it and I make a mean tres leches cake. Yo, tres leches is not easy. Mm-mm. I mean, you gotta have like the 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 cream to cake ratio. It just, it has to it's be all in the ratio, just right. It needs to be it, just. Right. It has to be just right, and you cannot do the whipping cream that comes out of the uh-huh. lata. Like no, 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 no. You have to make it from scratch. If you can't Whisk. make it, you gotta. It, it, it has to be right. It has to be right. So who knows? Maybe if if they tell me that. You know, you gotta we're you're gonna travel again in two thousand like twenty twenty two, then I'm gonna have to start like a baking bake orneando con lido pimienta series. <laughs> I'm down, I'm down. I wanna try that tres leches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About this song, um we asked you sort of to pick one to start with. What when would you pick this one? So eso que tu haces to me it really encompasses the intention behind the album. Mm. I always say that, you know, Miss Colombia is a cynical love letter to Colombia, mm-hmm. you know, and um, like this is a love song disguised as a fingers, mm-hmm. you know, middle fingers up to my country. But, you know, like, like you're driving with your mom or like your parent when you're a kid and, you, and, and they're like really like, like they're really yeah. like. You know, it's just like you should you shouldn't hang out with Laura because you know, she says if she likes to hang out with boys too much and you're gonna end up being a hoe, you know. And you're in the back of the car just being like, you know, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. like, like <laughs> I, you know, it's just like you would never say that to your mom, you know, you because you respect them, you know, like right, like you you respect your parents, you know, but but inside, you know, it's like you're so wrong, like. And by the way, she's not a hoe because she's doing the hoeing with me. <laughs> I'm a lesbian, you know. But you would, you know. So it's it, it's about that. It's like it's that frustration. It's that like, it's that a uh, that, that love and hate relationship. And I feel like eso que tú haces. It really, you know, it has the drums, it has the brass, it has the woodwinds. Like it has everything, a little bit of everything of the album in that one song. So that's why. It's a good intro to the album. Yeah, it's so musically rich and really layered. And um, I'm the super, and you know, also obviously lyrically, I think that your poetry is also so beautiful. Like when you say like, you know what I mean? And like, I think that there's so many relationships in our lives, whether it be with a country or with a parent or with anybody else where they're trying to love you and you're like, that's not it, you know, that's mm-hmm. not it. Pero um, tell me more about sort of like your your musical references, I guess, for this album. I think that there's so many different levels of inspiration, whether, you know, you're later on in the album, you get into like a little bit of like stuff around like San Basilio de Palenque and, you know, there's so, so much there. So I'd love to hear more from you about like musically where the references are and where you were inspired and what you thought to reimagine yeah so as far as musical influences the common thread in my project or in Lido Pimienta it has always been 
Cataoras um, and music that comes, you know, by um, like aledañas al Rio Magdalena, you know, it's like, like music that's made by uh, the riverbank in the north coast of Colombia, specifically the regions that are close to the Magdalena, Magdalena River in the mm -hmm. Atlantico in Colombia. So, so women like Martina Camargo, Etelvina Maldonado, rest in peace, um, like those two cantaoras, like it, it really shaped me as a singer. So when thinking about the music for the record, I, I knew that I had to, I had to go back home and I wanted to really channel, I wanted to channel them as singers, you know, and, and, and Tabala and me, you know, like they, they, they've known me and they took me under their wings since I was like, I don't know, 15 years old. So wow. half of my life, half of my life I've been with, with Sexteto. So yeah. I, I knew, you know, there's going to be a moment in my life when I'm going to be able to, to make a song for them and do a song with them. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, porro, like the music porro, it's, it's very important. There's a lot of clarinet, lots of snare drums and, and like that kind of swag and percussion. So yeah, like those were the, the, like the, the main the main uh, music that I that I was listening to and also that I had to share with my engineer and co-producer because he you know he's like a white guy born out of a South African mother so he mm -hmm. is you know there's a little bit of a relationship to South African music especially like suku soka like th those kinds of rhythms so he has like a pretty general idea so I just had to like wheel him in and be like no like you have to listen to this and like this yeah, is the rhythm yeah. and like you know so like really direct him so that the music wasn't going to be like all over the place because mm -hmm. i i find that uh, in records where there's this big high concept artists tend to just like throw in all the ingredients but what comes out the oven it doesn't really taste good yeah it's just like a yeah. i could taste different things but it, you didn't really nail it so i wanted it to be referential but i didn't want it to be a copy and i uh -huh. wanted it to be um yeah i wanted to to i wanted people to feel like they're home but not necessarily being in colombia because not everyone is from colombia or grew up there mm -hmm. so that's where where the 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 musical genesis um took root that's really, really beautiful. Why don't we listen to um, the song on the album with the Sexteto Tabala? Um, it's called Quiero Que Me Salves. Let's take a quick listen to it.
So do you want to tell us a little bit about your relationship with Sexteto and um, how, you know, you said that you've been sort of working and collaborating when knowing them since you were 15. Can you say more about that? Yeah, so um, when I was still living in Colombia, so four years before I moved to Canada, around that time, to, for, I moved to Barranquilla, I moved back from La Guajira to Barranquilla mm -hmm. to live with my aunt, um, Tia Maritza, shout out. Whoop, whoop. Hey. And she, um, she, at the time, my cousins, my two cousins, so Charlie or Carlos, who still, I work very closely with him in all my videos. He does all the drone shots. He's an amazing producer. Mm. Uh, and my older cousin, Jairo, he is in the group still that does the music he does he plays the drums in the in the group that 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 features in the escucatuaces video okay yeah so i would you know we would share the space you know and like he had a good music collection and i had my own music collection i would always listen to you know massive attack and porch's head and Radiohead and stuff like that and he would he would sit down with me and he'll be like you know you have this blessed um voice and you have all this rhythm in you and you have this rich culture you know like we're indigenous and we're black yet you're listening to all these depressing white music like what's wrong <laughs> with you you know and he and he was like you should listen to sexy mm -hmm. and i was like okay like let me see because something that i think that happens to you know what it can be you know immigrant like second generation immigrants like like growing up in the u.s or even you grew up in your South American country, but you're like the arty type. You, there's something that happens to us when we're like the arty weirdo kids that we feel like we don't belong and it, it stretches to everything. So music is a big thing, right? It's just like, oh, I don't listen to, I don't listen to whatever banda. Like that's like, it's mm. not real music. Like I listen to electronic music, you know? Right. So, right. So, so it was like that for me and the biggest music at the time or still now it's Vallenato, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like this misogynistic, like boring ass, like, no, like I listen to real music, you know? Yeah. And there's a part of you that you think that you are better or because you're listening to the better music, which is, right. um, you know, like the stuff brought from Europe. Mm -hmm. or the USA so so it listening to Sexeto that's what it did to me like it opened you know this mm. part of my brain or my heart probably mostly my heart that was closed off for um Colombian traditional music because yeah you know when carnival comes around we're just like slammed with musica de carnaval y mm -hmm. joy arroyo and all this stuff that you listen to and it's just like pounding and it's associated with like debauchery. So you're just like, oh, like carnaval, ugh, I don't want to, I don't want anything yeah. to do with it. So you yeah. grow up not really respecting that, you know? I totally so, feel that. Yeah. So then I, I put on the Successful Tabala record and it just like, it took over me. And that's all I heard for like in, on the following month. So after a month, my cousin took me to one of the, the Kumbe, that's the name of the group. Uh, one of Kumbay's rehearsals and um, the singer didn't show up that day wow. and my cousin was like oh well my 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 cousin she can sing and she knows all the Sexeta songs <gasps> so she can do it 
And wow. then the director, Mati, <laughs> Matilde, who's in the video too. She's the, the lady that's like doing oh, this yeah, movement. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. And she put me <laughs> <Mama> on. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, I see. Ah, bueno, canta, niña, niña. And, uh, wow. and then I did the, the Sexito songs and they were like, okay, you're the new singer now. So wow. um, how old are you when this so, happened? 14, 15. My God. Um, wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we, you know, we went all over the place just like dancing and singing and whatever. And then we go to Palenque de San Basilio. That's my first time mm-hmm. with the group. And then Cassiani, you know, and Piña, they're like still, they're, you know, the oldest members of the group. And, and then uh, I met them and it was like meeting, like, I don't even know, like, I don't even know what the equivalent would be, but like your biggest like heroes in music. And I was just like, Oh, I love your music. And you know, we're going to sing with Matty today. There's a show and stuff like, Oh man, we're going to be there. No problem. And then I started singing and they were just like, how do you know the songs? You're a baby. And (laughs) the youth, they don't care about this music and stuff. And I was just, this is the best music in the world. And I promise you when I grow up, we're going to do a song together. And then, that's you said yo that's amazing yeah. oh, 15 funny. years later but you know <laughs> um, yeah that sounds like some fate at work there yeah I mean and I still talk to them you know like right now with COVID they're going through they're going through it right now so you know I'll get a call at least like once a week and be like Cassiani doesn't have food you know like could you send us something so you know, I don't know how music sales or any of that works, but I'm just like, I'm sure the song has made at least a couple hundred dollars. So I just yeah. send them money and I, um, I send them some money today. Cause I've been, I had like a GoFundMe happening. So it's like, okay, if I mm. hit a thousand, I'll send the money. You know, yeah. I, I asked for random 6,000. So it's like, hopefully in a month or every week we make a thousand and then I'll just send it. So yeah. that's what I did today. And you know, yeah. Yeah, I wonder about that in terms of, you know, you describe this album as like a breakup with Colombia, right? Um, but I wonder how this moment with COVID and, you know, the, the crisis that is a kind of a very global moment, right? Because pretty much everybody's experiencing that. If that has shifted anything about how you're relating to Colombia, to your folks there. I, I just hate Colombia even more. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, I'm more the dissolution continues. It's like, oh, am I going to have to do a Miss Colombia part two? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just the government, our government is so filled with hate. And we just made the most corrupted countries top list as number one. Wow. We're number one, right? So, so when that happens, you know, like Colombia is a country that it's, Number two in uh, uh, environmental diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need any fracking, mining. We don't need that. We could live just of the natural, the, the research. Like we could do like ecotourism mm-hmm. and everyone in Colombia can be housed, educated, you know, right. rich, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happens, right? And like we have like the 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 current government they're you know killing all they're killing land land protectors so that they can build you know five star hotels and stuff you know so so that's that's it that's a constant 
um, struggle that I have. It's the constant dissolution, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and like our our culture, the music, it has given so much Mm -hmm. to not only Colombians, but the world, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, you know, there's, it doesn't matter the genre. Colombians are always at the top (laughs) when it comes to like music. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, but we don't have it in us. You know, we're still, we still act like Spanish subjects, mm-hmm. right? Like we are a colonized, we're deeply colonized. And I don't even know how many more generations we need so that we can think differently and see Black and Indigenous people differently mm-hmm. or with respect rather. So that's how I feel, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, there's, there's tr- all these elder musicians they don't have a pension mm-hmm. you know it's like there, there's no help for them you know these people live from agriculture and the gigs so now there's no gigs and now they can't leave the house because they're a high risk of getting sick so yeah. right and also like those are the same people who like are laying the foundation for everything for all of the culture right that is coming out of Colombia, yeah. right so it's like the same people yeah. that have um you know laid the foundation and like really um done everything to 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 sustain the culture are the same ones that are usually like the least recognized like you know Mm -hmm. like really dependent on um you know day-to-day gigs right and can't like just like hide out in their mansion like j balvin or whatever yeah i mean and and this is it's funny yeah it's not funny but it's 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 right on that you mentioned his name because I, I don't know if you saw on my Twitter, like Ros- Rosalia stands are like coming for me because uh, I'm, I'm like stating the obvious, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, um, I'm not saying that Valving is, or I'm not saying that Rosalia is not good. I'm not saying that she's not talented. I'm not saying that I hate her. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that J Valvin in his platform, you know, he could uplift any artist that he wants, including the people from Medellin. Mm-hmm. Medellin has a rich, rich, like salsa, merengue mm-hmm. history, right? Like the, the music there is just, mm. okay. so if he wanted, he can fly down there and he can hire like an orchestra, you know, yeah, full on big band salsa, like, and he could do a, uh, reggaeton, something beautiful, like mm-hmm. what an artist would do, but he is not an artist. He's an entertainer, mm. right? And so, and he's a negociante, you know? Yeah, so, el negocio, he says it himself. That's what it is. El negocio you know, socio, you know, so like if, it, and if, and if, if music wouldn't have been the thing, he probably would be doing fashion. And if it wasn't, he would be selling you something, you know, yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. not even, it's not even about the music it's about what he can sell you so so of course he's gonna look at rosalia and he's gonna be like out of all yeah. the of all the maidens in the land i'm gonna get <laughs> i'm gonna get the spanish one that's you know racially ethnically ambiguous uh if that's what we can call rosalia it's like oh yeah. she sings in spanish so people in you're in, in, in North America. Yeah, they can't tell the difference. Are going to <laughs> assume that mm-hmm. she is Latina. Yeah. That's it, that's right? It. So 
somebody like her, I today, okay, hello, my name is Rosalia. Today I am going to be R&B girl. Let me put the uniform. Oh, but today yeah. I want to be flamenco queen. Okay, so that's, 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 that's the critique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it's very easy. Yeah. I cannot do that, yeah. right? Like, I cannot mm -hmm. do, I cannot... For me to get rid of this, let me tell you, it's a lot of stretching and a stretching, yeah. you know, and, you know, so that's, 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 that's where the critique comes from. So I look at somebody like Balvin, you know, if I had the fact that when Beyonce brought him on the stage and he missed the cue, <laughs> we're not talking about this enough. <laughs> que huevon. That's your cue, Valman. Come in and he's like, you know. So that's that's what I mean. It's just like you are an entertainer. So like, stay in your entertainer lane. Stop putting out like the chromatic circle album because you don't even know what the complementary to blue is. You don't have the education. Orange. Cannot back exactly. You cannot back it up you know but that's it that's the industry that we're living and those are the people that have the infinite resources mm. that i for sure can tell you you know are not sending you know money to these musicians and hooking them up you know right. it's like I'm, I'm i'm out here trying to get sexteto a, a, a contract with my label so that i can go back and do give them a whole album and give them yeah. all the royalties and give them everything these people aren't doing it, you know, so yeah. I'm not a hater. I am a realist and I am uh, uh, a member of society that consumes pop culture and I am critiquing it as it is my right, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's, it's a very, I don't know, people have a, have a hard time both hearing a critique and thinking that it must not be like personal or that that you don't like somebody's music you know it's like you can critique somebody's music and still think that they're talented or critique the way mm -hmm. that they are in the world and still like believe that they have value and also like there's so many ways that people can be better and also how are we supposed to be better if we don't talk about it Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll do it. And, and you think that they're not listening because they have millions of people that follow them. But like, I know that all my comments, you know, when uh, the uprising was happening at the end of last year, mm -hmm. um, all my comments on his page that I was like, okay, you want to copy J uh, J uh, Bad Bunny and todo lo que hace, why don't you copy how he politically, you know, tells it yeah. like it is. This is what we need from you, motherfucker, you know, and he just deletes it, you know, it's like, or like when, when Diplo was talking shit about MIA, like, I would be like, excuse me, you know, like, yeah. like what's, like what's happening? And, and it, he blocked me, you know? So it's just like stuff like that. It's like, yeah. still one of the, my biggest uh, successes. Being blocked by Diplo is a blessing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know? Like, okay. Wow. Wow. Blessing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about um, kind of the relationship between your visual art and your music. Like, how do they relate to each other? It sounds like you started music really young. Were you also already doing visual art when you were a teenager? Like, what's the trajectory with those two? I actually was in university for it in Colombia when I was about 11 years old. Wow. And some uh, uh, program for you know i'm a genius is what i'm trying to tell you basically 
<laughs> Let me just tell you that the girl has always been amazing. Okay? She's always had it. <laughs> you just gotta make it clear. Period. Period. Punto. Okay. Punto. Um, <laughs> and um so for me because i you know i am a youtube tutorial academy musician you know mm. um i just that i don't know where the music starts and when the art begins or mm. when the music stops and then the art begins you know like it's uh it's one thing you know and when i when i make a sound I already know how it looks mm. if that makes any sense like I yeah. that's how I do it to me it's a weaving you know mm -hmm. it's it's who I am like I'm just weaving through so the music is a thread and the art is another thread the writing is another thread and I just weave it together you know so it all goes hand in hand and that's why I I I, I make it a point um to put stuff out that it's properly properly contextualized and i think that comes from my actual degree in life like from school for art criticism and curatorial practice mm. where everything has to be backed up you know um and i can fake it till i make it but i i, I enjoy being able to you know have a, a beginning a middle and an end in a, in, a, in a backdrop that makes sense to support the music, you know, like um, Miss Columbia started with Miss Universe. Mm -hmm. That was the spark. That was, you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about making a record when I started working on Miss Columbia. I, in fact, was in Chile um, just learning how to, how to work on music more professionally. Like I mm -hmm. was basically, I was being like an understudy for Andres Nuser, also known as Astro from Chile. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I started in music, I was very young, right? Like 17, 18 with, uh, with, my, with my first like MySpace song that then it turned into the first attempt uh, 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 at an album. And I didn't think that it would be heard by anybody. Right. So, so I put La Papesa out as an accident and then I was already working on Miss Columbia, you know, mm. the song started as a response to how people were being jerks to Steve Harvey um, because he took the crown from Miss Columbia, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a Miss Columbia might as well. It, it could have ended up being a book, mm -hmm. right? It could have been a book. It could have been a, a thesis, you know, it could have been an essay about the Colombian diaspora and colorism mm -hmm. or the Colombian diaspora and self-hatred, mm -hmm. the Colombian diaspora and um, our inferiority complex, you know, or the Colombian diaspora thinking that they're Spanish from mm -hmm. Spain, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it could have been a mural, right like it could have been the miss columbia mural and it could have been you know it, yes it just manifested itself as a as a record right mm -hmm. because i find that it's easier like songs come out easier easy it's easy for me it's natural so 
I am a firm believer of just doing things that are natural and I'm still learning how to say no. And I'm still learning um, to just work on things that make the most sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what, and that's what, what, what happened, you know, with, and that's what happens when I create, you know, I don't think about music, you know, I think about my art, mm-hmm. you know, so that's my art you know, is sometimes it's music, sometimes it's like right now, um, like when we are done here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go back to this file that I have, like, I'll go in the backyard with my baby and, Mm. you know, watch her play, but I'm going to work on this, um, script that I just got this idea for. Um, and maybe it's because there's a lot of film out there that it's been regarded as, you know, the new, you know, black film, you know, but then we have like questionable people being behind it, you know, like Jordan Peele, you know, like Mm. I can't, you know, like I can't relate to those characters. And I also feel like, and I'm not from the States, but I have a lot of friends there and, you know, I am, have been influenced by the USA, of course. Um, but like, I don't understand why there's so many like, movies that are about you know descendants or children of of black slaves but they the main character is given to a british actor right mm. like so stuff like that and it's the same that happens in colombia like when when uh when they decide to to turn any garcia marquez books into a movie mm-hmm. the cast is not even colombian it's like very few are yeah. are Colombian, so they had Javier Barden, I think, was mm. one of the like the main characters, you know, and like was it Penelope Cruz? I don't know. Like they only have like all the Latin, so it's like they got like they have Antonio Banderas, right? All the Spaniards have, that right, are like it, right. <laughs> you know, it's just like so. That's what I mean. So I'm writing a story, you know, and the main characters are two gay black men. Mm. And one of them is, you know, children or a child of, uh, of like descendant of slavery in North America. And the other one is a Latin, like Afro-Latino, you know, and I see the casting being for them. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, it's for them, you know, and I'm not going to get straight men playing. It has to be gay men because I want the kissing and the fucking to be real, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the... You know, so it's just like, that's just a part of my expression, you know, and like, like, I also don't worry about, maybe that's why I'm feeling so relaxed in, in the times of COVID. Um, because if maybe that virus will evolve into a bigger virus, because it can happen, right? Mm-hmm. The people cannot, people have proven time and time again, they cannot stay home. So mm-hmm. shit's going to be even worse. So maybe in this dystopian present, we can go out and I won't be able to go on tour and I can only release stuff online. Mm-hmm. So I am, I feel okay with that idea because if I can go on tour and I can perform, if there's still internet, I can still connect with the world. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do another record because I just can't go on tour, my label's like, sorry, we don't have any money for artists. That's fine. I'm going to do a 
graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And I am going to make the music for it. And I am going to do the drawings and I am going to put it online and people can have it for a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's, th- th- those are the things that I think about is like, there's art in me because I am art and I am a result of, I am a weaving myself, right? I'm black and I'm indigenous and I was born in Colombia. And I live in Canada. So just based on that, the ideas are never ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking yesterday about the first Lido Pimienta song that I ever heard. It was like seven <laughs> years ago now. Um, it, and I was like, it, the music video, I was watching it, just like prepping for this episode. And it's like, you're like painting this big, beautiful mural. And it's um, and it's, it's always like in all of your work, it's all super woven, like you said, and connected. And it's all like, sort of like, mm-hmm. you can tell that the music is a part of like this much larger artistic universe, mm-hmm. um, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just, I'm just what our ancestors are, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, I don't know any Latin household where the grandmother doesn't crochet, make bread from scratch, you know, perfect. Like we did recycling before the recycling was pinned down. Right. You know, it was just like <laughs> cookie tin. reusable plastic. Like I don't want one time use plastic. We don't know what that is. No, we no. have been reusing the plastic bag. You, you think know? that's so, butter? Tequiocate. It's not butter. It's not. It's buttons random buttons ganchos <laughs> right so like that's 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 it that's where that comes from you know it's just like yeah. we're resourceful mm-hmm. and we're multilinear and uh we just get it done you know mm-hmm. yeah vero brought your song resa por me to our first episode after our pilot so been bringing your music to the show for very for four years now and, and that was i help. have been on facts yeah. Been here. <laughs> <laughs> a mode episode it was an episode about love <laughs> mira um we we've talked a little bit about like you mentioned you know your baby being outside while you paint and do other things and i um you know Perez and i were talking about like what the role of being like una mami has like played in like different artists you know worlds and stuff and i know um I was thinking of the song that you did with Lisa Omed, Nada, and just like sort of like about like the resilience of womanhood that's part of that song. Um, maybe we can listen to it really quick. Let's, let's listen to Nada and then Lila, you can explain us a little bit about some of that. Todo lo que yo sentí, todo lo que yo viví, de todo lo que
ella, nada, mi gente, ok. Um, so, when, when I do this song live, I introduce it as, um, you know, when, when you get your first period, okay, us cis women, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a happy thing, but it's also a sad thing depending on your body and depending on all of the things that make you who you are. But basically, when I got my period for the first time, my sister came in the bathroom. She's a little older than me. And she said, welcome to the pain of being a woman. (gasps) (laughs) Drama. (laughs) Okay, like, she must have been 14. And... (laughs) And... (laughs) And I didn't get it, you know, but then I got the period cramps, you know, Uh and I, oh yeah. And I also thought about, you know, I have a little boy, you know, and uh, he's 12, uh, just turned 12. So he, uh, he would be getting his period this year, you know, Mm -hmm. and he'd been born in the, in the, in the, in our body, you know. So I feel like if he... As I know him, you know, I, I know the guy for 12 years. If this kid got his period, he would be like, my career is over. I'm done. Hasta aquí llegó la vaina. Bring me the grapes. I am lying down. I have done my part until a motherfucker comes and get me pregnant. And that's it. Like, I am holy, holy, <laughs> gifted chosen by God himself because obviously God is a man so that's it you know but but we're women so I still had to go to school that fucking week I still had to go to school right I don't know how to put a a, a pad whatever vagina cleaner fucking tampon Mm -hmm. I don't know right like and that's it you move on with your life so I don't know if you've given birth want to give birth I don't fucking know but they don't tell you the pain that comes with it. Like your body is destroyed, you know, mm-hmm. and yourself psychologically is very difficult. So I give birth to the, to my daughter, the placenta comes out and that's when there's a giant hole inside of you. You can't really walk with that. You know, I don't get, I don't see like, I, it's hard. It's very hard. And I thought that I was going to die. When I was having the contractions, I actually remember telling maybe daddy number two, like, yeah, so I don't have a will, uh, but, you know, if I die, you know, like, this is going to be for Luciana, this is going to be for the baby, um, take a little bit for you and then give this to my mom. Like, I was telling him yeah. in the pain, I was like delegating what's going to happen after I die. Like, my paintings are going to go, like, all this stuff, mm-hmm. like, oh, I should have organized my legacy better. I thought that I was going to die. My baby daddy number two was just like, crying the whole time he's like what am I gonna do you can't die and and that contraction it feels like all of your period all your period cramps that you've had through all your life shot into one moment that lasts five minutes Mm. that's what that's like that's what that feels like and that the the, then the the more pain that means that the baby is closer Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like that there's this very thin, fragile line between life and death. 
And that's what that song is about, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, the baby was born. And, you know, I have the baby here and I'm, you know, rocking her to sleep. And the pain of her, you know, you know, she's like eight pounds. What is eight pounds? Seven, seven eleven. And her seven eleven weight on my belly, you know, I hurt because I have a hole. I don't got my, my guts are all messed up, you know? So I, all my cure for everything is singing. So I started doing. And that's where the song came. And I always, I always Mm. say that Nada, it's this gift that my, my daughter gave me, you know? Um, And I needed a song to remind myself, you know, it's like being a woman is painful, but it's also not, it's also like my fear of death repellent. Mm. When you're a woman. Yeah. And, and that's what it was. Like I had this picture in my head, you know, where, okay, knock, knock, knock. I open the door, it's death. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. I'm not afraid of it because when you're a woman, when you're a woman, (laughs) you know, and, and and you're a woman and, and you're a lesbian or you're a trans woman or woman, anything, mm-hmm. dying by natural causes is not something that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of being killed. You're afraid of being stabbed, raped, you know, like those mm-hmm. are, I'm not afraid of, oh, I know I'm going to die. I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of the the man walking down the street you know or like a priest i'm afraid of priests i have mm-hmm. like i'm terrified of priests you know yeah. so like that's I, i'm afraid of doctors you know it's just like i i try to not have a male doctor mm. uh, you know it's like when yeah. i w- i had to do a physical before i moved to canada and it was like an old male doctor he was a fucking creep you know it's yeah. just like you can't trust you can't trust them you know yeah. so that to me is more terrifying, you know, it's just like, what do I rather? I rather go in a highway, cross a, cross the highway street by yourself walking or be in a room full of doctors, mm. all male doctors. What's more terrifying? Mm-hmm. The doctor. I'm going to walk, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. put my headphones on. <laughs> Let's give it, I'm crossing the street. So yeah, that's what yeah. the song is about, you know. Powerful. Yeah, totally. I really, I really relate to that. I think that it's so funny. I feel like sometimes, um, you know, I don't have a lot of these in my life, but cis men that I'm friends with, (laughs) um, sometimes are so afraid to die. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, the fear of like the world without them is unbearable. And I'm just like, the world's gonna be fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it'll keep rolling. Like, God, about (laughs) it. Well, oh. that, Lido, in that moment, you know, where you're experiencing so much suffering, you're worrying about taking care of everyone else is such a highly feminine thing, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Lido, tell us, have you, what have you been listening to, like, during this time, like, either, like, because of quarantena or, like, just, like, in your regular, like, quédate en tu casa flow, like, what are you listening to these days that has you inspired that like keeps you going um i'm very blessed because i the music that i 
like the most are by people that I have a close relationship to. Mm. So, and even if I don't really know them personally, we have like a really cool like online uh, closeness. So I'm I'm been listening to Buscabuya mm. and Elado Negro, anything, and his the new song with with oh, Ruinos, It's really beautiful. So beautiful. Um, yeah, like I listen to whatever like uh the freaks the latin freaks are listening are, are so putting funny. out <laughs> it's really nice just talked to Buscabulla a couple uh-huh. hours ago to raquel uh-huh. from Buscabulla. so it's like all love you know todo en familia <laughs> yeah 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 so i listen to that and then when i'm painting um and i really need to get into it i, I i've been really obsessed with the soundtrack for this czech film called valerie under a week of wonders mm. um it's uh that the music is by this composer called lubos fieser um so yeah it's very obscure but beautiful and i it's it's the music that i want to make so mm. yeah it's a really good soundtrack valerie and her week of wonders i invite everyone to check it out uh because yeah that's I, I hope I can make music like that one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, we should listen to Valerie and her week of wonders. Great. We will do that. Let's take a listen. It's a trip. I yeah, love it really, that. yeah, yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to be here with us. It's been so dope to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Happy back anytime. Oh, yes. excellent. We'll take you up on that. Hopefully, the next time it might be IRL. Tonight was supposed yeah. to be your show here in New York. I had it on my calendar, and I was really sad. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of May, or a big chunk of May, we're supposed to be in in Europe too. And I was gonna visit cities that I've never been to before, and I'm connecting with a lot of artists there, and like makeup yeah. artists and drag queens there. So oh. it's like a lot of stuff that I wanted to do, but it's okay. Safety it's okay. first. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. it'll happen. We're okay, taking man. it one day at a time, and in su momento llegará. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, nena, cuídate. Thank you again gracias, so much. Muchas gracias. And bueno, hasta la próxima. Yeah, hasta pronto. Hasta pronto, vamos a decir. Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Chao. Abrazos, bye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. We really, really appreciate your support. As always, all the information from the songs that we played is going to be in our show notes. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you want to follow us. And we also have a cute newsletter that we get to you now in quarantine at times every couple of weeks with some extra little stuff that you won't find anywhere else. 
sending you all lots and lots of love during this time hoping you're well and safe and your loved ones as well and um, we hope that this content is giving you a little bit of entertainment and thank you so much again to Lido Pimienta for joining us it was a joy and a pleasure yeah and you know shout out to all of those of you who are essential workers out there who are working at grocery stores who are nurses who are doctors who are um, you know sanitation workers shout out to those of you who are taking care of people who are sick shout out to those of you who lost people um, this time is really really intense um, in a lot of ways so we hope to give you something that can give you some solace hasta la próxima babies we then say bye Do I?